Yo, yo. Yes, Jam, what are we saying? Yo. How you doing? Good. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm, just, I'm enjoying being sat down. I feel like I've been on the move constantly the last few weeks. So, yeah. It's been a busy one. It's been a busy one. Yeah, what, you, what have you been up to, bro? Like, work-wise, you don't need to give us all the details, but, you know, like, project-wise. Yeah. At the moment, yeah, at the moment, it's a big push for AW21. So, our um, winter campaign and how that looks on social, so... Yeah, it's been a busy, busy few weeks trying to plan that out and how it looks looks from a creative perspective. And yeah, just getting getting our ducks in a row a bit with with that with the rest of the team. But yeah, it's been fun. It's been, it's been enjoyable. This has been my first like crack at a season by myself. So yeah, it's been it's been busy. I feel like I've not been able to chill. Even like when I finish work, I'm doing research on socials just to see what's popping and what's not. But yeah, it's fun. It's part of the job, I guess. It is, man. I feel like when whenever like people talk about social, they, I think that they think it's so easy because they work like you know. So a lot of people they just they use social on a personal level, but when you work in social, it it feels like it's twenty four hours. Mm, doesn't stop. Doesn't <laughs> stop. <laughs> it doesn't stop, man. I but... can't like it's enjoyable. It's, it doesn't feel like work when I'm doing it, which is which is the main part. That's the enjoyable part of it. Yeah, I think that's one of the big benefits of like marketing. Like when you get to go to like events, like you get it takes you around, takes you around the country and around the world in certain essence if you're lucky. And that part, I feel like people don't understand when they work in just regular jobs. You know, like oh, what you went to you went to the Anthony Joshua fight? Yeah, <laughs> and it was work. He's like, yeah, now nah, you don't really work. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're in London this weekend, actually, on Sunday. Nice. What for? We've got a stall, we've got a stall at Crep City. It's like a trainer um, event. But one of our collections um, are there with a the stall. So they pulled me in to do social for them. So it'll be fun. It'll be good. That's sick, man. That's sick. All right, cool. I think what are we saying? We should dive into this this topic, man. A few things have been happening this week. Um has been busy. It always has. It always is a busy week, really, in social. I feel like it's hardly ever anything like, oh, nothing's like gone viral or whatever. Um, I think uh, the big thing we saw was um, the head of social media, no, or the head of Instagram. He was uh, he was on the Breakfast Club uh, with Charlemagne, DJ Envy, and Angela Yee. Um, and it's just, I guess, like what I liked is that. They always come with the real questions that the people really want to know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so mm-hmm. how do I get verified? What's this thing about algorithm? Why do I keep seeing cars, 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 cars? Like yeah. those types of things, in it. So I just wanted to kind of dissect it a little bit and and you know see what you know what what maybe we didn't know about you know Instagram. Like I want to name this episode um, is Instagram listening to your conversations because I think. Mm-hmm people think that you know they think that instagram is listening so i think you know throughout the podcast i guess we'll find out you know what i like as well is him this just his decision to go on the on the um show because he wants he obviously wants to be part of the culture i can imagine diversity and inclusion is a big thing on instagram as it is everywhere else in the world so it was good to see him make that leap and go into it was probably a bit of like unfamiliar territories for him he's probably not used to being surrounded by DJ Envy, Charlemagne, and Angela Yee. So yeah, it was good to see. It was good to see him in a different environment than what I've I've seen him in in the past. Yeah, no, I think it's good. I mean, it's one for the it's one for the culture. You know what I mean? Mm. Access to mm. something like that, 
and them not feel too threatened by it. I like, you know, certain people that we've seen or we know who have been like banned from Instagram for whatever reason and like getting explanations for those types of things. I think, you know, yeah, it's good. It's good. I think, I think we're, I think we should probably start it off with like, so one thing he mentioned in, in the uh, interview was that Instagram are working on a new platform specifically to target kids, um, which mm-hmm. is interesting. You know, we're both newly fathers or young fathers um, or dads. I don't even know what the word is, but yeah, mm-hmm. black dads, I'll call it that. Um, <laughs> and um, I think it's interesting because the world that we grew up in you know, our children are going to grow up in a completely different digital revolutionized world, right? So mm-hmm. it'll be good to get a take from you, like Instagram for your kid and specifically targeting kids, I guess, under the age of 11, I believe, because I think, I believe the, 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 there's a, like a thing that if you're like 12 slash 13, you wouldn't want to be on a, a platform that's deemed for kids simply because you're about you know do you know what I mean you're you are lean towards the adult so this one's kind of aimed for those under the age of 11 uh no advertising on there lots of parental controls so you know your parents know what's happening what's ha- like the messaging and what you're mm. doing and you know all that kind of stuff what's your take on it man Nah, it's a good move, I can't lie. Especially, as, like you said, being a father now, you've got to think about these things. And, and at the moment, Instagram is it's a free-for-all. Like, there's no there's no safe space for kids, like whatever age they may be. So being able to regulate that, that age group and give them a platform that they can use, they can share with their friends and know, and their parents have confidence that they're, they're, they're safe. Because at the moment, these kids are creating these accounts and you don't know what they're being exposed to. So being able to regulate that space is, is important for us and it's important for the kids. Because, yeah. yeah, it is a free-for-all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's true. It's true. I hope that they they do kind of do things properly. But, again, it's a challenge. Social media in itself is a challenge. Like, he goes on to say much more about kind of some of the challenges he faced, but we can, you know, talk about that as we go along. But... I think the idea of a, a platform solely for kids, I think it's good. It'll be interesting to see what differences it will have to, I guess, the adult Instagram. Like, is there going to be more cohesion? How would it bring kids together? Um, how do we combat, you know, things like bullying and things like that? Like, when we were bullied, um, I think Charlemagne or DJ Envy, like you mentioned this, like, if you were bullied back when you were younger, you'd just go home you would never see that bully for like a bunch of hours. But if that bully bullies you at school and then you, um, I guess, get bullied at home as well, like whilst you're on the internet and stuff, like there's no escaping it. There's no escaping it. So it'll be very interesting to see like how they can combat things like that. I don't know if the parent control is a good or a bad thing. We've both seen we both seen things like um, Black Mirror and you see things go really left. You know what I mean? Like the control thing, it's like, oh, I don't know. But I know that you want to be able to put like, you know, your kids shouldn't be exposed to certain things too soon or too, you know, like before they can get a grasp of other things, I feel like they need to, um, you know, like they need to be drip fed certain things. They can't just be like, bow and exposed to something so soon. You know what I mean? So... 
yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But it's definitely a big move for them, man. Yeah, we've seen it with um YouTube though. YouTube made a step. I want to say about two years two years ago with their YouTube Kids platform, which is a regulated advertisement. Again, it's just a safe space for kids where they can search terms and get the right content being shown to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can imagine you can imagine you kids searching. I don't, I don't know. I can't even think of a, a phrase at the moment, but it, yeah, they could search something like. Yeah. Uh, banana. I've got a banana in front of me and you don't know what could pop up on YouTube so just yeah. being in a space where they can search these child friendly terms and get content that's suitable for them is, is important so awesome. yeah, it's a good move from Instagram it's just yeah, following suit from Google and YouTube but again yeah it's, it's, it's the landscape at the moment man everything's going to get regulated for hopefully for the better but yeah these, these, com- these social companies have so much control which is a scary thought but also it's the world we live in so we just gotta get used to it i guess yeah i think we definitely need a whole podcast of of what maybe social media could look like in 10 years time and need an episode on that i think uh, mm-hmm. uh we could build a build a landscape so we can call it like it was black mirror correct or wrong you know you know mm-hmm. yeah we can do that Your stuff like, like vr that's should come into to be fair i thought vr would come into play more like uh, in 2021 like i thought by this stage VR would be like a regular occurrence in our life. So I know Facebook started pushing Oculus, which is their headset, about five years ago. And I thought by now that might be in play. But yeah, definitely within the next 10 years, I could. I don't know, you know. I feel like those types of things are very, it's very difficult, you know, like, because it is super futuristic. And guess what? Yeah, I can wear this, but. Uh, are, are the three of us like if you're at home like the family of three or whatever going to be having the, on them to experience something I don't know I feel like it's very personal like I feel like you have to be really clued up techie and then you'll get there I feel like that's going to be like a Tesla before like Tesla they have to make it all trendy and look nice before mm. people are like buying into it because before electric cars you looked mad and i think vr looks mad right now until they make it yeah, like yeah. sleek and stuff i i feel yeah. like we're quite away from it personally i could be wrong but gary v talks about all the time he's super into vr so mm. yeah man we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see man we'll see yeah um i guess back that's to kids. Huh? that's a topic for another day yeah, but... yeah trust me trust me it is but back to instagram um I guess another thing that popped up on the in the on the uh, on the podcast or on the the radio show, the interview, um, was how how do people get verified? You know, we always we've spoken before previously about like getting a blue tick. A lot of people, it's like their life in it. It's like as soon as you get a blue tick, it's like oh, I'm a celeb. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, it's like your VIP now. So you know what I mean. Mm. So he, he mm. kind of touched on that, um, which I thought was quite quite interesting. Obviously, I don't know if you've come across it. I've come across it so many times that people DMing you, oh yeah, pay me this, or I get you a blue tick. Like mm. we get all these spammers always trying to that um do that. And literally, those are normally the people who hack people's accounts. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you've got a lot of people who are like on the verge of being kind of celebrity, but they're not quite celebrity. You can have a lot of followers. Like, look, let's say mm-hmm. people that like, let's say that twerkers or strippers or whatever, you're not quite a celebrity, but you're known, you're popular. Yeah, you got yeah. 
So they normally fall into that trap of the blue tick and then their pages will get hacked and then, you know, this is what happens. So he, he touched on that and was like, you know, never, never trust them. But the main reason for the blue tick was to kind of stop people impersonating uh, like actual people of power or I guess if you if you got enough press about you then you can be impersonated and I think that's the most important thing so Nike, Kim Kardashian, Jay-Z whoever it might be you guys need to have because so many people are going to imitate you create duplicate accounts and things like that so you need to ensure that yeah those people, this is a verified thing that this person has said, you know, and still to this day, you're still seeing people getting hacked that have blue ticks as well, which is which is crazy, which I also think is another excuse. I think a lot of people, what they do is like, they'll put something out, was a bit politically politically incorrect. Oh, sorry, I was hacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> suddenly they were hacked and then they've never hacked again after that like <laughs> but um, people catch on to it could be fam you said people see that on facebook days you know like back in the day when you're at school and you might have messaged one girl and it didn't go to plan and, and now all of a sudden you've been hacked it's exactly the same thing it's so true yeah man i don't know i don't know but are you, are you interested in being like having a two a boot or getting a blue tick or becoming a person of like having enough press out there so you have a blue tick like is that is that a goal for you nah not for me not for me it yeah again it's, it's like a social symbol but i'm that's not something i'm chasing um if i yeah if we, if we build an audience great but if, if that came with or without a blue tick it wouldn't yeah it wouldn't affect my goals what about you? What are your thoughts around that? Yeah, no, nah, man. It's not like fame has never been the, the the focus, man. It's about the impact and the the conversation. Um, I think that's definitely the focus. And obviously, if there does come a stage where what I'm saying, someone else is duplicating what I'm saying or imitating me or whatever, then yeah, I want I need the blue tick. I feel like I need mm. for those reasons, but again, it's not something that I'm necessarily that like, striving for or anything like that. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But I think it's good just for people to know, like, if you do want a blue tick, you probably just need to get enough press about you out there. Um, whether it's like you know press releases, you're in the newspapers, you're you know you're regularly on TV or whatever it might be, you can easily get your. You can probably I don't want to say easily, but that's the avenue for you to get a blue tick. You know. Um, no, yeah, out there saying something and getting in contact with Facebook as well if you can get an account like if you've got an audience and you're able to get an account manager mm. on Facebook that's that's your in straight away yeah so getting, people getting on to know about like, authenticating your account and getting that blue tick mm. that's true it's true it's true so yeah man there's that um, I, I don't really have we need to start working on these segues but yeah open chat um <laughs> Shadow, shadow, shadow blocking, and I guess just blocking in general. I don't have you, have you ever had anything taken down from Instagram? I've not, but I've not been too public with my Instagram, which might be why. But mm. I know you have you dealt with stuff on your yeah, account? Yeah, so I've managed, I managed a couple of different pages, and we've had like I've had my whole account taken down once. And then I had to verify myself and prove that this is me and everything. Um, and I think, I can't lie, since then, I feel like my pages hasn't hit the, well, that page hasn't hit the heights of which it used to. 
but there's so many different things that go into that as well it's the the algorithm and just the new features and things like that but um mm-hmm. there there was times where i'm seeing like some of the images that m- maybe we've posted being taken down but then others they still have theirs up or like i think dj envy mentioned this in the, in the in the in the interview where he said like i'm always requesting for kim kardashian's pictures to be taken down sometimes it's a nipple sometimes she's naked you know sometimes these like nudity images will like come up and um they never well, dj but him dj envy then reports kim k's images <laughs> <laughs> so he reports them because he's like i don't want to see that do you know what i mean mm. <laughs> yeah but he's obviously tv personality radio personality all that kind of stuff but mm. like he has a point because it does feel like there's like a double standard because it's like oh if you're kim k you can do whatever you want if you're not quite kim k you're down here yeah we're just gonna block you take you down shadow block you so you're you know you don't get in the reach that you that you once had or you think you deserve or whatever and i feel like there's like a it's, 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 I think it's a hard one to manage. What he did mention, mm. which I thought was quite interesting, was that um, what people were doing, like women, like there's a lot of like, I guess, feminists out there who like, look, my image shouldn't be taken down if I'm showing my nipple because I want to show my nipple. Which is a fair point, which is a, which is a fair point. But what mm. they were doing was they were Photoshopping their, their nipple so... It had a man's nipple. A man's nipple doesn't get taken down, but a female nipple does. Yeah. How does that happen? How does that It's mad. It is mad. It's crazy. But yeah, he's that's exactly what he said. He was like, people are finding their ways around it by doing that, by just photoshopping a male's nipple in it so it stays. Mm. So, that is mental. How how the AI, Instagram, Facebook AI can spot that is crazy. Yeah, this is it. And uh, he, he talks about, he touches on that as well, to be fair, the whole AI, like how it like detects certain things. So things like hate crime and just like hate, well, hate speech, I guess, um, racism and things like that. Like, like so people might say certain things, right? But you're not going to have every, like a human on every single account. So they're going to have an AI that kind of scans everything because that's what you can do at scale. But then mm-hmm. when it comes to in, is it in interpretation, AI is not going to be good at that. Only a human can maybe interpret the context of what is happening as opposed to the AI. And I thought that was quite interesting. So like um, they spoke about like kind of like suicide um, like people going on lives and they've committed suicide or they might be talking about suicidal thoughts or whatever. And like uh, Instagram now has this thing where they're able to kind of offer help to those people, like depending on their stage, like if they feel like it's, it's like it needs immediate care, they can literally get someone sent over there like immediately uh, or, or like get in touch with that person kind of like immediately and then there's others where it's just like you know seeking like i guess different help like websites or whatever it might be um mm-hmm. which i think is a good touch but again like sometimes it's only a human who can actually find that compassion to understand that to know when to do that do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it seems like that's going to be a big issue with social media like throughout the years because um it's going to be 
like that I can't see something like that just going away you know um yeah it's interesting to know if social media is at fault for all of this but I feel like it's a world problem anyway like the platform wasn't created for there to be hate speech it's just that it so it kind of enables it you know yeah no definitely it gives it gives everyone a voice in a good way but then instagram can't control what people say yeah this is their attempt to kind to try and regulate that i guess yeah yeah so ah i don't know man but um i don't know i feel like they were also touched on i guess or they they touched on like regulators like you know governments kind of come into power and then trying to like hit fines with these people so like if this happens fine but he he kind of had a good rebuttal to that because he basically said that if we hit if you're hitting like google facebook and everyone with all these fines if there's like a new social media like you might have a tiktok or for example whatever if they keep getting hit with these fines then they're unable to go ahead and keep creating like new technology it's going to be really difficult for them because they're paying so much in fines so they might not even risk it so they have to like focus kind of elsewhere so it's like you said it's really important that there's you have to work with government that there's got to be allowed room for like creativity um and new entry points for even just new businesses and you're not just like shutting out all the new businesses because they you know they they can't afford all the fines that are about to come their way do you know what i mean so i feel like yeah about communication first rather than straight up fines like 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 you said that if if there's an issue like hate speech but the technology needs to be developed it costs money then they've got fines coming their way and that the money obviously goes towards the fines and they don't have the money to develop the technology of hate speech like no one wins yeah. So it's like yeah just getting communication across first before dishing out these fines so these tech companies can address the situation rather than just paying fines so i don't i don't even know what the what the reason would be for that yeah, what 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 was it that um Boris Johnson said the other week about Facebook? Like he came in like talking. Do you remember? He was just like, I think he said something about uh Facebook better sort something out about this right, racism or whatever. Or, like otherwise they're gonna hit get hit with a billion dollar fine or something. Do you remember? Like he said he came out. I've not heard it. I've not heard it. Hi, I um I can't nah, don't quote me on this. I know people will probably say like, oh Jules, you said it wrong, it wasn't that, whatever. But he did basically come out and said he kind of basically threatened Facebook um uh, and the, the and the whole platform and he basically saying they better sort something out or else. In that's me paraphrasing, yeah. That's not word for word what he said, but it was along those lines. Um but if I find it, what I'll do is just include it in the in the description below. But yeah, man, I think it's hard. It's like it's it is. We, I feel like we don't realize how hard it is for some of these social media platforms, uh, what they're trying to do because they're trying to grow as well. All the all the, the side stuff comes out from all of that, you know. Just like when you're a bank and you're growing, you suddenly fraudsters like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You got to deal with. You got to like somehow manage and deal with that. Do you know what I mean? And there never, there's never a day where there's oh damn, all the fraudsters they're all gone. No, they're finding new ways as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you just gotta keep you gotta keep innovating. To be fair, you should probably try and hire some of these people, but yeah, you gotta keep like innovating um 
and trying to find new ways and how to deal with it because it's always going to be a problem you just got to be able to help and support the people that are affected in some way shape or form and i think that just should be a responsibility if, instead of turning like a i uh, like a turn your cheek to it or whatever so yeah man, yeah, man. um Yeah, I'm back, I'm back. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's nothing else really from the from the interview that we have because we haven't covered. Um there was a there was like a lot of talk about Lil Boosie and Lil Duval. Um Lil Duval is like a comedian slash rapper. <laughs> um he's like made that, you know that song, I'm living my best life. Yeah, he's yeah. that song, yeah. Um, but his okay. account, his account has been taken down. Some of his images have been taken down. Sometimes when he says the N word, that gets taken down. Um, and they're like, they were discussing like, where do you draw the line with that? You know, because now like they get taken off, you know, Instagram or whatever, and they have to start a new account or they're just not allowed on there anymore. But it's for something that they're allowed to do in normal life anyway, and it's not. Yeah. saying the n-word for black people in certain places isn't you know bad i'm not going to advise anyone to start saying it or whatever but people do say it and it's regular you hear it in songs or whatever and yeah. they, they, they're empowered to be able to say it so why not be able to say it and they, their audience accepts that they're able to say it so why should their mm-hmm. pages be taken down yeah. that's a valid point though because yeah the instagram start making up their own rules and regulations Mm. that are different to maybe the country they live in yeah it's a, it's a touchy subject but then I think they should because again they have a responsibility in that field to, to regulate it but again like the n-word and stuff like that is yeah it's a tricky one it's very it tricky, tricky. <laughs> say again but yeah it's tricky because how do they position that because either way they, they they're going to upset someone yeah I think the aim isn't to keep everyone happy but I do feel like in those instances, like, come on, let's like, we know what it is. The majority understands. So let's just get it. Let's just fix that, you know, like at least for that instance, like for, especially for like public figures, maybe, you know, I feel like there's other pages who are saying a lot worse and they still got their pages. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I think Instagram need to look at that one and maybe, you know, definitely take, try and take some action on that one. So, so yeah, man. That's that, but yeah, I think it's a lot of a lot of updates. Again, we mentioned last week from Instagram and them coming out and having an interview with Breakfast Club. Again, it's big, super big, and um, yeah, man, I, I, I'm gonna start following Adam now and seeing you know what other things he he, he jumps on because he saw, it does seem like quite a cool person. Um, yeah, definitely. He handled all the questions well, I think. So yeah, for me, just the the transparency him being public now shows like it allows allows Instagram to have a face of the platform and someone not you can necessarily go to but someone that you can get information from that is legitimate because yeah. a lot of rumors spread and there's always a lot of false narrative around the algorithm and like, shadow banning and stuff like that so to get this information from the horse's mouth it's important for Instagram it's important for people on social to to understand how how it works because I feel like previously everyone's guessing 
<laughs> guessing yeah. how the angle listening to blogs that might not be legitimate like it's just a lot of guesswork so having that horse's mouth there it's important man yeah no i agree with you man and um i guess i guess we can finally touch on this part like do you think do you think instagram is listening to your conversations 100 yeah <laughs> and by, by listening i mean they're getting data from everything we do on there that's that's their job really Okay. To make make it um, as much as a, a personal personal app for us, so that we stay on it for longer. But yeah, what everything we do, everything we engage with, I don't know how far they go into like DMs and what is spoken about on DMs. I'm not sure if that's like encrypted or what. But um, yeah, definitely with like comments and what we're commenting on and what we're engaging with, they're definitely taking notes for their own good. To, to personalize the platform a bit better. And I'm hoping that's it. And I'm hoping it's they're not collecting that data for anything else. But some some would some would beg to differ. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. I I, I personally wouldn't put it past them. I, I don't think mm. they would ever admit to listening. But like what you said, I think they're definitely 100 percent using as much data as they can to make the app um as beneficial as possible for you, you know. Um, they did touch on the algorithm as well. I thought it was um, really interesting. So it's like, you know, you could start, you might like a car picture or something and then suddenly your export page is just loads of cars. Um, but what they tried to, what he mentioned was that what they tried to base it off is from all the data that they have, a person who likes cars also likes other cars. And then they might like, I don't know, they might like, I don't, this, ugh, I don't even know what else so. Let's say they might like also air fresheners or something. So suddenly you might see air fresheners come into the mix as well. So it's like things like that. Like, I guess a better example, I think the one he used was like, oh, say you like skateboarding. Oh, that's great. So a lot of people who like skateboarding also like surfing. So you'll share, you know, like some surfing, things like that. Um, yeah, I think if you have affinities, like affinity audiences, that like when you like one thing, you might also like other things as well that are connected to it. But um, yeah, it's just keeping everything personal, I guess. Yeah, I think I don't know. I feel like I feel like I still want to put it past them that they're not listening because I feel like we've all felt like we've said something and suddenly we've heard, we've seen an ad. Um, so I I hundred percent think they're listening, um, but they're denying it. Boom! In Instagram ad. Yeah. Not gonna- <laughs> If I mentioned it, there it is in front of me. <laughs> I like, you know what? I don't like, I, I don't mind them, men- I don't mind them listening. That's my, like, that's another thing. Cause I think a lot of people is like, when they think, oh, I don't like being listened. I think some people are, uh, they lean towards like, oh, what if I was to do a crime and then they're listening to me and da 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 da. Like, if you're just a, if you're cool, you're cool and they're using it more. <laughs> Advertising. <laughs> a lot of people think they're like, oh, I'm gonna rob a bank one day, they're gonna listen. That's not right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yo, this is that's not gonna happen anytime soon. So um I'm okay with them listening. So if, if I get personalized ads, then yeah, if I get if if they could admit they're listening and then make it better, I'll be happy with that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they can admit <laughs> it's like yeah. privacy. Yeah. It's privacy, but really and truly, if you've got an Alexa or a Google Home uh, device, mm-hmm. or Google Echo, they were listening. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? 
it's all yeah. activated it activates by listening i don't know if you've ever experienced it where you're just talking and suddenly your phone responding to you based on what you said mm-hmm. or whatever it's yeah listening. it's been listening i didn't tell it to do any of that it's already listening so <laughs> the answer is yes they're all listening I, <laughs> I, there's no escape so yeah man but um i, w- I did want to touch on uh, a couple updates man couple social media mm-hmm. updates so one we saw yesterday youtube they launched um a payments of up to ten thousand dollars um for the top performing shorts clips so i know we touched on this last week so youtube shorts coming out so basically like their version of reels or should i say tiktok mm-hmm. um and there's like a fund for i guess creators to use to i guess you know create the best shorts and put it onto youtube um, I think it's a great initiative, man. Like I'm about to get, I'm about to get on there, about to do it. Monetization. I've got a question for you. I've got a question for you. Hit me. Who do you reckon wins this social media battle? Because it feels like at the moment, every single platform is identical to each other. We all have the same features. They're all updating the same features. Mm. It, it, it will come to a, it will come to a stage where Twitter is now. It's not, it won't be just a, a, a tweeting format. It won't be a, a text-first format. Instagram is not going to be an image-first format. YouTube are now going to shorts. Will they, do, they do stills as well now, YouTube with the community feature. So we're going, we're going to a stage where the social landscape is full of apps that all do the same thing. So how, who, who comes out on top? I mean, there's a space for all of them. Shocking. Yeah, I think, I think, I... <clears throat> There's a space for all of them because they're all here. They all exist. Um, yeah, they all they they all exist. And like, I guess like Facebook and Instagram, you know what it is. And the people, there's certain audiences on them already. I feel like mm-hmm. long short long like IG can come out with their IGTV. It's just an addition. It's never going to be their driving force. But for YouTube, that's their driving force. Do you see what I'm saying? So. Like they're all coming out with the same things, but they all rank differently at those different things. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like I don't know if we're all just gonna go to one place and just watch everything. Cause I feel like our society doesn't even do that. Like before we used to have Sky and that was our everything. Now you got mm-hmm. Sky Plus, you got I mean, so you got um Netflix, you got Disney Plus, yeah. you got Amazon, you got them all, and they're all in different places. They all do the same thing. They got different. They all got like their different elements in in a in a way with different movies. But all the movies just recycle around all of them anyway. And then they all got their own, you know, Amazon Originals, Netflix Original, whatever it is, YouTube Original, whatever. But they're still here, and they're all still gaining a bit of market share. So I feel like it takes all of them to like be a part of the market. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like they all be here to a certain extent, like. If you want to have an argument with someone, you're gonna to go to Twitter. Like you're not gonna like, you're not gonna go on TikTok and be like, "Yo, these guys, no, I'll I'll tether out." No, like you're not gonna do that. <laughs> you got your platform where you do that. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like they're all. I'm not gonna say they're all here to stay, but the bigger, you know, the bigger players, they're just not gonna go away until there's a next like revolution, whatever that might be. And I don't know what that is, but with this digital revolution, these guys are here for the long term and and um anything new they're all adapting to it and like that kind of leads me into the segue of whatsapp right whatsapp 
they're coming out with their new feature with disappearing photos and disappearing videos, just like Snapchat. And I'm all for it. Cause I don't want to go on Snapchat anymore. I've not touched Snapchat in six years. It's been a, yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Years, I still I still touch and go, touch and go, I'm I'm there. But like not 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 I guess not too too often. But yeah, here and there, touch and go, I'm there. Um, but again, like people still do use it. And again, there's some audiences on there that you can still tap into and you could probably get it at a cheap rate than you can on Instagram. And if you put an affiliate, oh, I'm gonna target someone who uses Instagram, but on Snapchat, it's a good old, it's a good little move that you can make there. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, why not? Why not? What about you? What you yeah. would I reckon about Who's here to um, stay? Or who's here to stay? Okay. Again, the major players will be here. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. I guess they're the, they're the top four. But it'd be interesting to see how TikTok developed um, the rise of Pinterest as well, because I've seen their shares and they've been flying. Um, again, and, and if there's any other other players that join the race. I know there's people that have tried. There was a, an app called Visco, which is like a an alternative to Instagram that came out, I'd probably say about three or four years ago now. I know Gary Vee was pushing it. So, and I was like, yeah, let me be on there first. Let me be the first one so I can build an audience. But then they've not really come out into anything. But um, again, like I said, I think there is a place for them all. They all have their own audiences and they've all built up that, that community on there. So I can't see everyone going to one base like Instagram, for example, and consuming all their content there. I think it's just the way the way people browse on their phone anyway. Like I'll be on Instagram once I'm bored on Instagram. I want to see something new in a different space. So I might go on Twitter. And then when I'm done on there, then I might like put some long form content. So I then go on YouTube. So I think that way of consuming social media is always going to be there. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just a, it's just a case of who breaks through into that top four. Like who's getting Champions League spot. Like. I feel like play your position, man. Like Aston Villa yeah. don't come out here thinking they're gonna win the league every year, so they play like yeah. like a fifth to tenth team, and that's okay. They got their market share as long as they're in the Premier yeah. League. As long as they're in the conversation, it's fine. So yeah. um, I think that's a that's the main thing. And yeah, like try and innovate as much as you can, do everything that you can to obviously be better. But the main thing is maintaining that space in that thing. And I think as long as you play your position, it's fine. Because you can literally yeah. just, t- oh, Instagram come out with something. All right, cool. I'm going to do this as well. Cool. Develop it. Done. Yeah, you know I mean, you could be the cheaper version. There's always going to be yeah. space. How, how many shoe brands there are? No, there's, there's no top four. <laughs> like, yeah. Ridiculous amount. <laughs> ridiculous amount. So, yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like that. I think we have our, our social media super league already. I think it'll be very hard for people to crack into that. So that's the super yeah. league. Of the, of the of social media ready and um yeah they're they're here to stay for me they're here to stay um i guess the next the next update is tiktok um they're providing guidance for small to medium-sized businesses to tap into tiktok marketing so i guess what they want to do is they want small businesses to kind of start advertising on tiktok more um, which I think is a good look. I think we've seen it with Instagram and I think it was amazing um, where loads of small businesses are now used, got the advert that being able to advertise and 
views posts and things like that. And I think if TikTok can tap into that, it's a good little thing for them as well. Um, then I also feel like that is them saying that organic reach is going to be less. I feel like that's their way of mask, masking it. Like they feel they might feel confident that they're in a position now where they can start charging small businesses to be seen. They know a lot of small businesses are going onto onto the app. Yeah, so it sounds like a good thing, and it will be a good thing. But it just means that organic reach is going to be on the decline, which isn't great. But I, I be, guess that's true. I feel like it, uh, will it decline? Because like you know, like I feel like Instagram it has its like. I feel like you can have organic reach. Like you use a new feature, then it goes down, and it's like film new feature again. Like reels blows up. Like you can get like five k views in like two seconds. <laughs> like mm. you know what I mean. Um, so I think that's like I think it's a good thing. I think it will be interesting to see how TikTok do come out with it because I feel like the video elements their main feature along with the um, the filters and the music element, like the the audio mm. element. So I think it'll be good. But it'd be interesting. I want to advertise on it. I can't wait to. And being able to share my tips on those things as well. So, yeah, I think that's it's good. It's a good little look, man. Good yeah, it'd be good to see how brands show up on, on there as well. Because I know a lot of corporate brands will see TikTok as an opportunity, but then they bring their corporate self onto TikTok. And that's obviously not the way to do it. Like TikTok's a, a user-generated ge user um, platform. So you need to go on there with user-generated content rather than going with your, your corporate campaigns and trying to bully your way into the market. And, yeah. and, and we'll, see, we'll see a lot of businesses fail in that space because of that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We'll see, man. We'll see. And I think more, more and more people coming on to TikTok as well. So we'll see how the audience kind of starts shifting as well because it will, it will start to mature, just like how Instagram has like, Facebook. Like, it will start to mature eventually and we'll see i guess how it turns out man how it turns out. but yeah i feel like that's it yeah, I, was yeah. I feel like that's it for this for this episode man i feel like we touched on some good points i hope everyone you know got a little insight into instagram and um yeah man we got some more videos coming next week um for you guys um and yeah man that's a wrap <laughs> that's the end yeah. Yeah.